Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're on the record. On the record, okay. On the record, how about you? I could tell. I could tell you're uh, you're a little bit less. I don't say on the ball, but you're definitely taking some quality time with your new man. I have not been working for two years, so I am actually trying to do more. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm noticing. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, I've been trying actually. We're pretty good when we're together because he does his own thing and I do my thing. Like having somebody work near me makes me get more stuff done. Really? But I try to get it done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I try to mm-hmm. get everything done when he's working. So yeah. So can be off and have fun. Okay. Well, do you want to announce who's in the studio today? Yeah. Who's in the LA <laughs> studio? We always call everywhere we are a studio. So this is the, the, uh, the uh, Manhattan Beach studio. We're in the <laughs> studio with Doc Jen Fit. <laughs> Jen Esker. As, how's that how you say it? Escare. 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 Because wow. I care. What is? Oh, because you care. Escare because I care? Yeah. <laughs> is that, was remember. that on your first business card? <laughs> that was how my sister introduced herself when she when she had that as her last name oh for her elementary school te- students. Aww. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it's Escare because I care. <laughs> I like it. It's and not, so I stole it. <laughs> it's not spelled that way. No. What, where is that from? Where is that it's name from? Basque. Oh, so wow. Spanish. I was going to say it, it felt kind of French, but not French. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. On the border. Basque is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's there. So yeah, we're here with Doc Jen. It's not Doc Jen Fit, is it? It is. Doc okay. Jen Fit. It's like, maybe I just Dude, added people just refer nowhere. to you as Doc Jen Fit. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. My entire family calls me Jill Fit. Oh my God. That's like, so funny. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you don't have to, you know, say Doc Jen. You can call me Jen. Were you, <laughs> did you, but she's a doctor though. But did you officially change it after you got your doctorate? I did. Yeah. What was it before? Jen underscore ES underscore care. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Because okay. that's how you said it. Yeah. Phonetically. Jen S. Care. Okay. Lots of underscores. Didn't expect it to be anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's actually talk about that. And your Instagram has blown up. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's been exciting. It's been a cool, crazy journey. And especially to see how it's transformed from like more fitness and handstands and all that, which I still do, but more into education and lifestyle even and like all that kind of stuff it's been a cool journey for so, sure so yeah so for people who maybe don't know about you if you guys are not following her make sure you're following her on insta doc jen fit get all the goods watch your stories get in her business um <laughs> yeah, but tell there. us a little bit about so now you're living in los angeles but yeah. tell us a little bit about kind of where you grew up how you got into this etc so i did grow up in southern california oh. but i call it like the midwest of of la yeah it's like <laughs> so suburban and everything anyone from the Midwest which makes fun of me in the moment that I say that I'm like okay we're well, still with the warm weather but right <laughs> the Inland Empire oh my gosh so I that's e. where my guy is from oh yeah San where? Bernardino oh yeah <laughs> I grew up in Chino Hills so. okay shoot wow <laughs> interesting maybe they know each other <laughs> the 909 yeah he's got 909 area codes exactly <laughs> back in back in the day when the oc was still like a show remember that oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they they said the 909 was the ghetto and i'm like hey 
Hey, not the ghetto. He's, well, he told me it was the ghetto where he lives. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you lived in the nicer part of the ghetto. <laughs> the hills of Chino, as I like to say. Yeah. It's very nice. The hills of Chino. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I grew up there, um, did gymnastics for nine years, went to school, graduated in kinesiology for undergrad, and then went on and got my doctor of physical therapy degree. What level of gymnast were you? I went, I was training for nine, uh-huh. so I only competed up to eight. Yeah, same. And then I quit, pulled the plug, retired. Yeah. I, I was think? actually wanting to ask, I told Je- I Jill earlier, I was like, I wanted to know if she was a gymnast. Yeah. Because all your hands, because I was a gymnast. Yeah. And same thing. I was up to level nine, competed yeah. eight. That's so crazy. Yeah, Danny was an acrobat at SeaWorld uh-huh. after college. Yeah, I was an acrobat at uh, Disneyland. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a handstand off after this? Oh, she'll oh, definitely please. win. Oh, she'll definitely. I mean, I'll probably win. I, she's still been doing it. I have not. <laughs> I can barely even do yoga. Okay. So that's amazing. So then how did you get like... You were known early on for handstands. Yeah. So then like, how did you like, okay, you got onto Insta, you got onto social media. That was while you're in school still. Yeah. While I was in grad school, I posted like my outdoor workouts and stuff and would tag the calisthenic pages. And then one day, one of the calisthenic pages reached out and he was like, Hey, we all get together in Venice. Come out. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy (laughs) with 300,000 followers is reaching out to me. (laughs) You know, like five years ago, that was, that was huge. That's a lot. Exactly. And so I went down, met all the guys in Venice and they were so so nice like I still remember sitting on the beam and they like literally came up like one at a time and introduced themselves it was so cute That's so cool and they were just such an open welcoming community so I was like sweet found my tribe don't yeah. have to study I'm gonna go down to the beach yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome and so then you were just in Venice mm-hmm. and you guys would just get together and just mm-hmm. like try different yeah things it was like two Sundays a month if not more sometimes and so at the time, that was like an hour and a half away. But yeah, I came down every Sunday and would train with people. And I was like one of the first girls to really get into it. So mm-hmm. he would post anyone within the calisthenic community. Mm-hmm. So automatically, especially back then, you get shared, you know, mm-hmm. people just started flocking to my Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting all these followers. So I guess I just show my my workout journey now. Like yeah. don't post anything about myself and my family anymore. I'm just yep. going to show my workout journey. Yep. And I continue to, to post into that and to just share because people were, were liking it and feeling inspired. So I'm like, cool, you know, here's something that is, it was an amazing side hobby on the side of grad school. I never expected it to become anything. And then I would start getting invited to events and meeting yogis and acrobats and all these other just amazing movers that I was really inspired by. So it was like, it was just such a, a cool thing to, you know, get involved with. And I started posting challenges with yogis. And so because I did handstands all the time, I was like, Jen, the yogi. And I'm like, where on my Instagram does it say? It says nothing. Then I was like, whatever, you know, a mover. I'll take it. Yeah, a mover. Um, and I just continued to, to play into that. And I continued to post every day out of consistency, not because I was going to thinking I was going to have a business out of this, sure. but I loved that people were getting value out of it. Mm-hmm. I loved that people were getting inspired and that I was getting to meet new people and to open up into these broader aspects and meet new people. So I was just so excited about it. And then once I graduated, that's when I was like, you know what? I want people to know that I know a little bit more than just handstands yeah. <laughs> and how to move my body, but like why? And some education. So that's when I changed my name to Doc Gen Fit. Love it. And so when you say people are being inspired, were they like, I've never done handstands before. I want to, I want to learn how to do that. I'm going to try to do that. And then they were just, were they just like tagging you on their, like their own stuff and it kind of became this community. 
Yeah, it became a community. I think because especially early on during calisthenics, because I was going to compete then in calisthenics, it was like, okay, let me show you, take you on my journey of learning these new skills and all that kind of stuff. And people like to see like, they were, it was almost like building a community and this tribe of like, of seeing a human actually progress Mm -hmm. and feeling human to that, I would say, Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. of like, okay, she could do all this cool stuff, but look, she's trying to get all these other stuff and like having people be inspired that way, I would say. And then the challenges did help, you know, pull in more community. And it was just like, you know, free challenges that we would run with other yogis in the community. And it would be like seven different poses that you're going to do throughout the week or, you know, whatever it may be. And just these free things for people to be able to join in and follow other amazing people. And so it was such a cool way to just be in this movement and inspire movement through the body. And that's what I really appreciated and loved. It was a movement, movement. I remember a lot of those challenges. Like there would be like a pose or something. You know what's funny about the handstand thing? Because I was a gymnast too. Yeah. I remember thinking, when did handstands become a yoga thing? It was always a gymnastics thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's not yours. That's ours. But I like the yours. It's just movement. Who cares? I know. So you started doing your own challenges more recently. Mm -hmm. And like program. So how Mm -hmm. did that, how did you start taking your online stuff and turning it into your own challenges and deciding how to monetize that? Mm, That was a journey too. Once I graduated, I was up in Toronto with my friend Vinny Rehab and he was the one who actually inspired me to start posting more educational stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm a new PT, like what am I going right, to say? Who's going to listen to me? And, and all these blocks, because also I followed people and people followed me who I respected. Like we were just talking about Shantae. She mm-hmm. was one of my early mentors before I even knew her. And I was like, Oh my God, what if I say something stupid mm-hmm. as a new grad and you know, I get judged or I lose respect or whatever it may be. And so I had all these mental blocks and I thought the information that I put out was so basic. Everyone already knows it. Right. I love you all fall into that. Yep. Trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, mind you, I did go to school for like seven plus years, so but crazy. that doesn't matter. No, right. no, you don't, I don't remember know anything. that part, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so really getting clear on, on that and being able to see how I was going to push past that and yeah. get inspired from other people who were already doing it too yeah. within my community and rehab. And the moment that I did it, it took off way more than any like fitness videos I ever did, any handstands. I was like, wait, what? People yeah. want to like learn more than just... <laughs> be inspired by cool tricks. And so that's when I was like, okay, let me do that a little bit more and let me do it a little bit more. And it just took off. And then I eventually stepped away from my clinic, started treating on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's when also I felt like the algorithm was changing a lot. Like who's actually seeing my one minute videos? Mm -hmm. Who's actually getting value out of it? And I would get stopped sometimes and be like, oh, I did your shoulder video and it helped my shoulder. And I'd be like, that's amazing. That's so awesome. But it's also like, is my one minute video going to help your shoulder? Is that what you really needed? And so that's when I was like, I'm going to launch an online program. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's something more that I can give here yep. than just what is being seen on Instagram and who is even seeing and all sure. that. And that's when I really liked how Lori Harder would do her challenges and get people inspired and moving into her launches. And so I kind of took that model on and learned a lot from her as well and went into that. That's awesome. So you were doing like five day, there were five day mobility challenges, right? If you guys haven't done them and you are someone who feels like you need mobility work, (laughs) like you have got to follow all of Jen's stuff. And so you did the challenge and then from there you were like, okay, I have this actual full program. Mm -hmm. And who was that for specifically? 
I mean, I like to say it's for anyone and everyone because whether you're an athlete or you're just someone who wants to get back into movement, like we've been conditioned to go from sitting on the ground cross-legged to sitting in chairs and desks and cars and couches and all these things that don't put our our body in our full range of motion. Mm -hmm. And so getting people back to their foundational layer was my goal because I can't necessarily create a program that's going to be like the 12 steps back to mobility because sure. I don't believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> I think and we everyone's all, so different. Exactly. We all start places. at our different place and we're all unique. And I really want to hammer that into people. Mm-hmm. Like you're not your diagnosis. Yep. You're not like the same as another human. You you get to self-assess and really see what your body needs. And so teaching people how they can just like easily start to drip these little things in little by little and see what their body needs was the key. And that's what I really wanted people to dive into. Like, look, take 10 minutes out of your day. Try these mobility exercises. See what starts to open up within your body. See how you start to feel. And after seven days, if you're feeling like there's probably more to this, Mm -hmm. here's a program for you. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it's, I think more eye-opening for people to actually realize like, oh, these things can help. And oh, there's more that I get to assess in my body. And getting back down to that true foundation because we forget about it and we focus more on like the aesthetics and the looks and the external results. And like, I need a sweat and I need a burn fat. And it's like, you can do all of that. Right. But for a lot of programs, you might get hurt because you didn't build on top of that foundational layer. Yep. And so it really felt like something authentic that I can bring to people that I really believed in and that I really felt like could genuinely help. Did that come out of your clinic work? Like, were you seeing a lot of people? You're like, okay, I actually need to create this. Because I know when you, go into, when you go into PET school, I know some people want to just work with athletes. Mm-hmm. Some people want to work with beginners. Some people want to do rehab. Mm-hmm. So were you doing something in the clinic and was that what helped you developed it or was it just in general something you were excited about? Like I need beginners to know this. You know, I think it was kind of a combination of a lot of things. Uh-huh. Like it was first of all, like how I would start the week. If I was talking about some con- some particular pain situation or diagnosis, I usually always started the week with a mobility uh-huh. foundational exercise before I, I built on the corrective exercises and the strength work and all of that. And then on top of that, it was what more people gravitated toward. My mobility Mm. videos did way better than any other video. And so I was like, well, that's what people like seeing. And I think because I am a mobile person naturally, Mm -hmm. it's obviously more attractive to the eye. Right. And then, yeah, being in in a clinic and saying like, this is where I'm starting people is with the breath and mobility and getting them into their body before I'm worried about what's turning on, what's working, Mm -hmm. how are they, how are we repatterning things? So it was, it was just this combination of everything. And I asked my audience. Yeah. I asked them. Mm -hmm. I already knew, like I knew because one of my first videos that I ever went viral, it was like this. What I thought was so dumb and was so stupid, I was like, I need to create this, this, uh, these set of exercises and mobility stretches for the lower body. I'm just going to create this little floor thing and call it a flow and, and shoot that. So I did that and that video did a million views. Wow. And I was so like, crazy. what? It's always <laughs> a thing you don't expect, right? Yeah. You just, I think sometimes people try to go viral and it doesn't happen. And then it just happens on something that you're just like, wait, what was that? Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe because I, I it went so fast, you know, yeah. it's a one minute video. Yeah. So people really have to pay attention to like what's happening within mm-hmm. that flow. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was it. I don't know. I, for me, it felt so basic. And I was like, let me spice it up a little bit. So I did the flow and it ended up, you know, going huge. And, and 
other videos after that, it was more mobility that people were gravitating towards. So I kind of knew that's what my audience wanted from yeah. me anyways. And then if it, it was great, cause then it's like, okay, well, this is perfect. Cause it's not like I'm building off of a foundation you don't have. This is something that we're all lacking in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like I have my own mobility restrictions and, and things that I get to work on myself as well. So just being able to introduce that to people, I think was something really meaningful. And I did a survey and I asked, and that was the main answer. I pulled my audience and I did a live and I asked and mobility was like the, the number one thing that was coming forward. So it was like, hey, great, let me give this to you then. I think that's so crucial. I love that you're saying all this because we work with entrepreneurs and people who want to create online programs. And so many times they think they have the idea, but they don't pull their audience. Mm -hmm. They don't ask. And it's like, that's the biggest key is just asking what do they want? And like you said, even though you had an idea, maybe there might've been a little tweak that you missed that they'll pull in and you can create exactly what they want. And then you know, it'll sell or it'll work or it'll get shared. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you still, are you still seeing patients like in a clinic setting or are you still like mostly online now? Mostly online, Uh, mostly too, because I, I want to learn how I can reach more people. Sure. Like this is a entirely new skill for me now, online marketing, Mm -hmm. social media is one thing, but like now I'm putting more energy into that to try to learn. So it's, I've had to take energy out of treating clients. Mm -hmm. I still will treat about one day a week, but I take on very minimal clients. If anything, I try to push them off to my friends and other people. Mm -hmm. Just because it's 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 a lot of energy sure. that I give into people and I want to make sure that I can give my best foot forward. And so I want to like, where am I, where am I sharing my energy? Where am I shifting into? And I also want to have a personal life. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Jen when I was going through, we talked about on the podcast when I was going through all my pain, my neck stuff. And I was oh, yeah. like drinking alcohol to get through it. Mm. <laughs> and I went to Jen because I was like, I need help. Please help me. And I remember one of the first things actually you mentioned a second ago was the breath. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you talked about was just breathing. Yeah. And that was really helpful. And it was hard for me mm-hmm. to uh, breathe differently, yeah. but it made such a big difference. That's something that it's so funny. We did some breath work in uh, Costa Rica and Rhythmia, but amazing how changing your breath can help your pain management. Oh, it is the foundational layer that I bring everyone. Like I've had people who five years of back pain, get them breathing correctly, working on them a little bit and crying because their pain is gone. Yeah. Like, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. I just taught you how to get back into your system and Mm. feel yourself again. Yeah. You know, because we're in like, especially when we think pain, we it's automatically like the sympathetic response of like, I don't have time for this. Why is this happening? And it it becomes this like driven thing that we fear rather Mm. than appreciating it. Mm. Yeah. And the reason I like to get people back into appreciation is because pain is necessary. Mm. If we don't have pain, then how do we know what we need to listen to and what we need to move into like it's just your body talking to you the same of like hey i'm hungry (laughs) or hey i'm tired like something needs to shift something needs to change Mm -hmm. and so pain is just your body's way of alerting you of some other system that's happening and that you need to start paying attention to because you're Mm. neglecting something Gosh, that's like such a nice reframe because I'm sitting here and she's like, as soon as you were like, we need pain. I was like, why do we need pain? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we we'll just avoid that though. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. The physical pain stuff can just, I mean, I remember Danny last year mm-hmm. and just like how much pain you were in and it just brings you up short, but everything else in your life takes a backseat. Totally. Yeah. 
whether it's physical pain, obviously there's like a desperation to that, but also emotional pain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have obviously talked on this podcast so much about the different things that we did when our marriages kind of went sideways and how you deal with that and like try and keep your life going and all those other places. So as your social media started growing and people were coming to you and wanting mobility stuff and wanting to learn about all of that, they probably got more interested in you as a person too. So before you were like, yeah. oh, I can't share anything personal I know. because I'm just this robot who does handstands. <laughs> and yeah. then how did you start bringing that in or how did you feel safe? Because I think that sometimes people, that can feel even more vulnerable to start talking about your personal life. Uh, yeah. And especially <laughs> I was like, I grew up as like the label of I'm shy. Mm. <laughs> like that was what I hid behind all the time. I'm an observer. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to sit back and just watch what's happening. Maybe if I feel comfortable, if someone comes up and talks to me, mm-hmm. then I'll, <laughs> and yep, then, yep. then I'll dive in. But so it was super uncomfortable for me. And it was almost like as soon as I went into the pain stuff, it was, or like the educational stuff, it was easy again. Cause it's like, I didn't talk for most of the videos. It was like, look at this anatomy thing. Look at the exercises. And when I was doing my fitness stuff, it was like, look at what my body could do. So it was never really about me mm. as a person. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started to kind of start to put myself out there, it was such a scary thing. And I don't think my program would have been as successful had I not done some personal development, yeah. emotional intelligence work yep. to actually like break free <laughs> of that and be able to like open myself up. Do you remember like the first time that you put out something? Like I remember distinct times where I was like, oh my God, I'm about to do this. This is so, it feels off brand yeah. even. Yeah. Do you remember that first time where you like, ripped off the bandaid and you like sat back, like ran away maybe and were like, <laughs> let me just see how that goes. Yeah. I remember the first time I even just like posted a video of me talking into the camera and not a story, but an actual video and saying like, hey guys, I would love to give you more content. Let me know what you want to learn from. And I just wanted to put out like a different kind of educational series. So I wanted to ask a question. That was really hard for me. I was like so uncomfortable and like analyzing like, oh, the wind's blowing too much and like my hair is doing this. And <laughs> yeah, someone asked me if I had Bell's palsy one time in a video. Oh my gosh. Like, no. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing I the do YouTube sometimes talk out the side of my mouth. People in YouTube too are so oh, yeah. mean. <laughs> so you've, you've been sharing a lot. Of, we're just going to go off of this because you've been sharing some more personal stuff lately. Yeah. yeah. And your life kind of like while you were going through your like getting your degree and everything, you kind of got in a little bit more of a public eye because you were dating somebody in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So did you feel a little bit of pressure to be sharing that? Did you want to hide like you have you kind of had a relationship that was public and being the quote shy person? Mm-hmm. Was that hard for you to like have that come out? Did you feel pressure to be talking about your relationship or did you want to keep that private? Like how would how did that come about, especially with the online stuff happening? and then your relationship going on no I'm always like I love sharing my life and whatever is like authentically happening so I was always fine to be like oh let's do a cool video and like kiss at the end and and he almost felt weird about like kissing he'd be like oh I don't want it to be inauthentic and I'm like that's not inauthentic though Mm. we kiss all the time like Mm -hmm. That's that's real. We'll do acro, we kiss. Like camera on, camera off, doesn't matter. Right, right. So I loved it. Like and I wanted to share that and be able to like inspire again, like yeah. it's all about like being real and inspiring people. Sure. And so I loved to be able to share that and I love to like do stories and like and for me it wasn't even about like like I still don't look at it like a public relationship sure. and like something that was like in the like famous in any way it was just like real and what was happening and my Instagram was growing outside of that anyways I mean I that one video that 
did a million views, I grew 40,000 followers that week. Dang. And I had people like friends of mine, like, did you buy your followers? Right. Like, right. <laughs> Do you yeah. know me then at all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. So, so that was just like, you know, my own stuff was growing on the side of that happening anyways. And yep. if people related that to something like of a public relationship, I, I just didn't see it like that. I mm-hmm. think people just like, they like love. Like, I yeah. mean, we even see this, like people love love. So like when they see you and they see you and they really like love you, trust you, yeah. and they want to know like, who's her guy uh-huh. or vice versa, you know, uh-huh. and they want to see you guys like happy and they want to see and yeah. they, they want to feel included in that. Yeah. So did you, so you might not have seen it that way, but I'm sure uh, people felt very invested maybe in your relationship. Which probably, and, and I honestly didn't mind because for mm-hmm. me, it was something that was special to me and I f- felt a lot of love and I wanted to ins- be able to inspire yeah. and show that. And so that's what I did. I'm getting all these messages lately of people being like, I love how in love you are. And I'm like, good thing. (laughs) Strangers. And it's weird, but it's really sweet. We were kind of talking about before we were in relationships, being single for a bit. We're like the next relationship we're in, nobody's going to know until we're being married for 10 years. It's going to be like on the down low, private. Nobody will know. And then it's like, once you're in it, you're like, you want people to know you're happy and you want to share this person. Like you're excited about that. So it's true. It's kind of hard not to change our minds a little We've bit talked a lot about that because I think at first there was a lot of you know people probably felt like uh, inspired by your relationship even too and yeah. I, my husband was, was kind of like I guess a public figure as well and he's he was people always were like you guys have the best marriage same with Danny like mm-hmm. you have this I wish I had the relationship you guys have yeah. so when for us things went south mm-hmm. that was like an additional layer of shame of like wait like people had you up on a pedestal mm-hmm. or they kind of like had this is aspirational quality to your relationship and then you're like you're walking away with like your tail between your legs like oh it wasn't actually that great I guess and like it just feels I mean that's obviously a story we tell so when do you mind sharing with our audience like how things ended between you and mm-hmm. this person and I want to talk about like kind of what's happening now and all that kind of stuff too but yeah yeah, yeah. just give the story so I was sent information <laughs> as to you know the fact that he'd been very unfaithful and um, after that, more information started to come out too, but it just, I didn't even need it anymore. Right. It's like confirmed. Um, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point taken. And that was a sh- huge shock to the system. I remember when I, it was like five days before Christmas when I found out. And I remember like this sympathetic response just coming over me where it was like, I almost laughed at myself like, Jen, breathe. Like I teach people how to breathe. Like, calm down. <laughs> that, <laughs> you had that insight at that time. It's amazing. <laughs> we know the feeling. We yeah. know the feeling. Yeah. I'm going to eat for like a week. Oh, no. Yeah. I lived on cookies and wine for the first week and did not move. <laughs> and lost yeah, weight. actually yeah. my diet now, but yeah. <laughs> I know, same. <laughs> cookies and wine. Yeah. For yeah. cookies, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really was like I had zero appetite. Yeah to eat and to yeah it was it was just all the emotions and it just this I don't know like even how to explain it it was just a shock it's a shock because you feel so much betrayal of what you thought yeah something was and I guess that's part of like expectations you know and as Christine calls it the expectation hangover of this image and this picture that you had in your mind of what you thought this person was or what the relationship was and who they were going to be for you. And then to have that just suddenly washed away. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's not washed away. It's like, okay, now let's dive into this. For me, it was confirmation of things I hadn't been listening to already. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I knew it was immediately like, 
I'm walking away from this relationship. Yeah. This isn't something that I'm trying to work through because I've already had many people like talking with me, questioning, why am I still here? Why am I working mm. through this? My family wasn't a huge fan. So there was already like, and there was already like questions in my mind. Um, like, why am I in this relationship? So mm. it was, it was just confirmation mm -hmm. for me yeah. of like, oh, all those things that I'd been questioning. Like it was me really not listening to myself. Yeah. And it was just this huge like light bulb click of like, duh. And now, okay, I get like, I get to walk away. And then it was a huge forgiveness of myself mm -hmm. of like, why couldn't I walk away before mm -hmm. I knew this information? Why did I have to have this information in order to walk away? Mm -hmm. um, so how did that make you feel when like, obviously you love, it's a weird feeling, right? Cause mm -hmm. you like love this person mm -hmm. and you love what you had. Mm -hmm. And then when you feel like that's totally taken away from you, it, was it just a switch or were you like, like, I don't know where I want to be. Yeah. Or was it just like an, like an aha moment for you? It was an aha moment of like, I'm not going to be in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just knew. And we talked immediately after finding out, like I waited a little bit cause he was on calls and stuff and wanted to be respectful to the other people on those calls. <laughs> um, so I waited till those were over until we talked, but the talk wasn't going to be like, let's sit down and figure this out. The talk right. was really going to be like, Hey, listen, are you going to own up to this? Mm. And, and that was my only intention. And like, we're walking away and this is it. This is right. done. Yeah. But I did still have, I, I mean, I had to process everything through the anger and through the sadness. It was like this idea of like, well, this was my person. Sure. And I remember me reading this amazing book. I highly recommend for anyone going through a breakup or anything is this is me letting you go. Mm. And it's just all these short stories of like this woman going through her own experience and, and her little short stories or like ideas that would come to her mind. And one of them was like, what if all of this hadn't happened? What if I didn't find out? What if this didn't happen? You know? And it was this moment of like, well, what if I got in an accident? Who's the first person I'd want to call? Mm -hmm. He would be my person. Mm -hmm. And it's realizing, oh, I don't have that as my person. And I have all these other people around me, you know, like I had flocks of girlfriends immediately around me, which is, I'm so grateful for. I had family. That's not too far. I mean, I'm so incredibly blessed with amazing humans around me. And yet you still have that moment of like, wait, but m who I thought was like, quote unquote, my person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get to call if yeah. something happened. Yeah. So it was getting over that too. Yeah. And then, and then the anger, Ooh. That was a big one to process. Yeah. I'm wondering when you said that you were pushing down things that you felt mm -hmm. after processing it, mm -hmm. did you, ever, did you pinpoint anything like in your past of where you were pushing things back before? Cause I feel like sometimes we do have some intuition or some gut feelings and mm -hmm. we push it away. And is that something that you feel like maybe you were taught when you were younger, you maybe spoke up and somebody said, you know, mm -hmm. don't speak up. And so like you, it came from the past. Like, do you know where that came from? Totally. So something you just were doing? Cause I feel like this is something a lot of people do where oh they, they get God. a gut feeling and then they stuff it down. And yeah. I'm, I have been asking myself, that was something that came up for me. I'm like, if I had a gut feeling, why do I push it away? Or why have I pushed it away? So I'm wondering if you had kind of figured that out for yourself or is it still something you're working through? Both, Yeah, I guess. It's like, I never learned how to listen to myself mm -hmm. and what that even means. Yep. I've been taught from an early age, like I've been blessed with an amazing childhood, amazing sure. parents, amazing family. And I've also been 
almost like taught like, okay, we're Catholic and we're this and we're that. And like, and so like you do good in school, you, you're a good gymnast. You're like, I've just been taught to kind of follow rather than allowing myself to discover. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I didn't ever know how to listen to myself and being the shy one. I always wanted to stand back Mm -hmm. and be told what to do. I wanted to support other people. Like, how can I be there for you? And, and what do you need me to do? And what, what, you know, and so it was almost like I was seeking permission from other people Mm -hmm. all growing up as to what to believe in, what to do, what to move forward with. And I never learned how to fully dive into what this intuition means and how I can listen to it. And so I was constantly questioning myself and I constantly was like never enough in situations and never like, that's what it comes down to bottom line for it all is that I'm not enough. Yeah. I'm not enough whether, you know, no matter what kind of situation it is, it's like, I'm always striving to like try to be enough. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, unpacking all of that and really being able to like have this moment of freedom came out for me afterwards as well of like, Oh, I'm free from like feeling that restriction Mm. and feeling that weight and feeling that heaviness. Like, no, I get to like fly now. I get to fully be myself and fully listen to myself because it was also this moment of like, oh, those things that I was feeling, I can trust that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like, wow, I am trustworthy. Yeah. And, and like, I always knew I was a trustworthy person for other, other people. I'm yeah. like, you could trust me. I'm going to keep your stuff and I'm going to show up for you and do it. I've, and I was loyal as hell. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't trusting me. Yeah. You know, and, and learning that, that gets to be heard and that gets to be respected and trusted and, and listened to mm-hmm. was like such a f- like just freeing thing to be able to truly step into an experience. And it's helped me in so many areas because it's helped me get clear on relationships, mm-hmm. not just, you know, mm-hmm. romantic relationships, yep. but friendships sure. as well and, and business relationships. And who do I really want to, like, who am I aligned with? And I get to listen to myself and that doesn't make it good and bad and right and wrong for a person or a situation. It just is what I'm personally aligned mm-hmm. to and I can dive into that and that's okay. And so it's just been this like incredible journey of listening and discovering and appreciating and accepting and forgiving so much forgiveness for myself. That's so amazing. And to hear you talk about it, I mean, I feel like it wasn't really all that long ago. I mean, I feel like you're on fucking fast forward for real, (laughs) like your healing stuff. I mean, it sounds like you've had the support and you're obviously in this space, but for people who are listening and going, man, like... I'm really still struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. may, I'm sure you have your moments where like that, that those kind of insecurities creep up again mm-hmm. or like whatever, the anger maybe creeps up, the hurt, the pain, whatever. But for someone listening and they're going like, I feel stuck. I feel so stuck and I don't, I want to not feel pain anymore, emotional pain. How do I work through this? What was like a first step for you? Like in that moment where you find out what happened, you obviously have the conversation, we're going to part ways, then what? Mm-hmm. Like, do you go to your friends? Do you go yeah. to a book? Do you go to a con- Tony Robbins concert? I mean, I don't <laughs> right. know. <laughs> right. Honestly, I feel like it happened at a perfect timing for me as well. Cause I had just done like a year and a half of personal development work where I did like a four month program. And then I went on and did an eight month program. And then I coached for the program as well. So I was like in this space of like really discovering myself, finding my voice, finding my alignment, finding my values, all these different things. Um, and did that's you do why ALA? Is that I did? did. Okay. I yeah. Think you and I talked about this at one point. Yeah. And, um, and so that's why also like last year I was having a really hard 
trouble in the relationship mm-hmm. because I was finding my voice and saying, this is not okay. I want this. Why isn't this happening? Like, and I, we came to the point sometimes where it was like, should we break up? Like, yeah, that's okay sure. if we need to part ways right now, but like, or are we moving forward? And we always decided to move forward. Uh-huh. But I was like, going crazy in myself like I got shingles last year that and luckily I didn't have any pain around it which was weird I just I thought it was just like a rash from working out and stuff and I went to my dermatologist and she was like oh shingles I'm like oh great (laughs) (laughs) yes yes Yes. Yes. Uh, like I didn't realize how much I was even stressing myself out from not really listening and Mm. being in tune and taking that for the value that it is and allowing myself to say, no, it's okay. I need to learn more. I need to accept more. I need to whatever more. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 you already have it. You're yeah. So what if you just parted ways? It didn't mean it was good or bad or right or wrong again about the other person. It just wasn't in alignment. And what if I had listened to that? Yeah. And, you know, so that's like the huge forgiveness. Like, yeah, forgive him as well and forgive myself. So for me, it was like, I, I I don't know. I feel so grateful that I'd done so much work prior because I, it would not have been this fast. And then I had Christine Hustler. I could Mm -hmm. call. I had Krista Petty, who's a somatic therapist that I could call. I had, you know, I, I am so grateful and fortunate as well to have therapists and healers around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a shroom journey for my first time. Mm-hmm. Sorry to my mom if she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? That was amazing. It was just me and my girlfriend and she led me through. And so it was just very personal. Yeah. And um, that was... <sighs> I I don't do drugs like ever. I don't even smoke weed. So for me, that was like a huge thing. But at the same time, it's like so much opened up. And what was cool too is like... Like I cried about the relationship, but then I like sobbed about my grandma and I was like, Mm. oh yeah, there's just so much deeper like love that I've had in my life and, and appreciation for people who've really truly been there and been loyal and been my family that I have more like loss over than this relationship, you know? So seeing that perspective too. And then there was this huge gratitude over it all too. Cause like, again, I've grown up in such a amazing, sheltered, (laughs) beautiful family and life that I'm so grateful for everything that I've had where I was like, wow, like someone else or him going through this journey would probably be a lot more painful. Yeah. Yeah a lot more painful. Like I haven't had luckily as much like not, not that it gets to be compared like who's lost and who's hurt is is worse than another, but I have had a very fortunate life. So it was just a lot of gratitude came out of that and seeing that and releasing a lot of pain and stuff was super awesome. So I don't know. Um, at first too, I would say calling my girlfriends and having them with me, like, all yeah, the time. Like, Can you believe this motherfucker? Like, did you ever do that? Did you <laughs> yeah. ever just like let it go? Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. I, at first I had this feeling of too, of like the world gets to know. Yes. 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 Oh my everyone God. Everyone gets put, to know. Yeah, oh my God. We had everyone on blast. Too. Yeah. I want like, people to know it wasn't good dude. Yeah. Fuck you. Like yeah. I had those moments. Of, like yes. I'm going to tell the world just how fucked up you are. Yes. Yes. That was for sure. Like it wasn't my fault. It was you and everyone will know. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was the first things that came up for me. Sure. <laughs> I think that's so normal. Um And anger and stuff. Yeah. And I even had to like pull girlfriends back sometimes in yeah. like conversations. Yeah. That's what's hard because then you feel like you're managing your girlfriend's <laughs> anger. And you're like, okay, but who's supposed to be more mad? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Shift the conversation now. <laughs> this is a little downer. <laughs> but having those people that like, and sometimes like I would even say one time, it was like there was so much driving this one day and we were going back and forth and someone forgot the keys and I had to drive back and I was like tired, not eating, not working out, not, you know, all these things. And I had to drive back and I was like, I was a bitch. (laughs) I was like so annoyed. And the next day I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I was like a little in my moods and they were like, you're fine. So also people who aren't going to take those moods as personal, you know, like it's nothing against them. It's my own stuff that I'm dealing with. So whether I needed to cry, need to be angry, needed to be moody, like no one judged me. And they were all able to hold space, which I think is amazing. And I think it's so important to also like ask for what you need. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I had to distance myself from some of the people who couldn't handle holding space and who wanted to just be like you're fine you're good Mm. like now you know move forward like da 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 and I'm like cool I will and I know I'm good and I know everything's great and I'm not ready right now yeah so I needed to push like distance myself from that and some people don't have you know an opportunity to distance themselves from those people so I would say asking for what you want and saying like okay I get that thank you but can you just like sit here and listen, Mm -hmm. you know, I just need to cry right now or I just need to be angry right now. And, and asking specifically, because when people say that too, like that's the best that they know how to help, you know, they're not doing it out of like, you know, trying to be mean, trying to rush you or anything like No, because your pain probably hurts them, right? Yeah. Like they probably want you to just be good because yeah. if you're good, then exactly. everything's good. Yeah. And so people are, are going to meet you where they're at too. And, and I noticed too, like the people who were most sensitive and could really hold space are the people who unfortunately had been through it as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, which is the also- We've actually found out that, that kind of too, we've talked to some people, like especially some married couples who have never gone through it. And it's almost like, I feel like I'm managing their fear over it happening yeah. to them. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, were there any signs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you guys yes. just not having sex? Like they how just you, want to pinpoint you know? the yeah. thing yeah. that it was. And I'm like, it wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you have people asking you like, what, like were, did, were people kind of like wanting to know the specifics? Are they like- is it a cautionary tale? Like, did you get any of that or not really? Honestly, the people that were closest to me knew, like mm-hmm. not knew that they were just happy that I wasn't in the relationship anymore because they knew me yeah, and they knew that I wasn't getting the things I really wanted in a relationship. And they felt like I, they felt themselves that I was worthy of more. And so I just had immense, immense support. Like my mom, cried happy tears mm. oh when geez. she found out <laughs> she's she was oh, like hey, mom we she was like listen. i'm crying because i know how much you're going to be hurting right now and i'm sorry but at the same time i'm just so happy yeah there is an interesting moment i remember thinking and not like this because i don't think the my family wasn't happy about it but i was thinking in the moment that someday i'll look back on this and it will be the best thing that ever happened not because of him really but I just always think some of the hardest things we ever go through end up being the things we learn the most lessons from oh and my God, yeah. and so just kind of having that and it's kind of mm. kind of cute that your mom's like I know you're hurting but this is gonna be good <laughs> yeah, yeah. That she had that yeah I honestly and I feel exactly like I needed to go through that yeah. in order to learn and I don't think we all need to hit rock bottom in yeah. order to learn yeah 
I like if you are feeling some kind of way, like listen to what other people are saying, yeah. listen to other people's journeys, yeah. learn from them and be able to make that hard decision for yourself. I needed personally to learn that yeah. I needed to go mm-hmm. through that in order to really step into myself and really be able to listen to my intuition and understand what that means. So people always asked us, how do you trust again? So funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> they always ask, how do you trust mm-hmm. again? So I want to get your take on that. And you already brought up kind of trusting yourself. I think mm-hmm. for me, that was more of the thing, trusting myself yep. more than trusting again, somebody else. Yep. So what was your process? Cause you kind of mentioned before you're maybe seeing somebody now. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, It's been a complete journey of coming back to myself and seeing um, just the internal trust. Mm Because if I can trust myself in any situation with a friend, with a a job, with something that just doesn't feel right anymore. I remember even with like a friend who would like, I would call and talk to you. I like, I knew I was like, oh, he's talking to his ex again. Like I just knew it. And then we talked on the phone and he said it and I was like, I'm right. I was like, am I like, uh, psychic now? Am I psychic? Is this what this means? <laughs> I think you actually are like a little psychic when you're that in tune to yeah. your gut and your intuition. When like, you're you really can, listening. You pick up on stuff. Yeah. You really do. It's pretty crazy. And so it was just a cool thing to be able to like, oh yeah, I'm confirming, I'm confirming, I'm confirming and trusting myself and knowing that I'm so clear now. Like I am so clear in terms of what I want and who I want in my life that I'm just going to continue to speak into that. And I know also that I am a trustworthy, loving, loyal person, full of integrity that I know I'm going to get that back as well. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that and speaking into that and being so certain, like, because if I am, why can't I meet another human who is as well? Yeah. And yeah, so I just, it's, it's just, it's freedom when you can actually learn to trust yourself. And so it's not about another person and it's not about him and it's not about, you know, another situation. It's all about you. And I would say, go to, go do the work. Like I also did Christine Hassler's workshop afterwards as well, besides just talking to her and that, you know, I almost felt like, oh, okay, I'm here and like, I'm doing the, like I've done all this before, but then she had this like anger burn <laughs> that she called it. And that was like, whew, massive like I could already feel like when she was just talking about it like the tingles coming up through me and like my emotions starting to stir and I was like oh I need this (laughs) (laughs) I need this a lot and so when we were able to like kind of go through this experience I just like I literally felt like tingles coming down my arms as I'm just like hitting and releasing and crying and screaming and and allowing that to come forth because as women as well we're not supposed to be angry we're not supposed to yell we're not supposed to scream and Mm. like yeah don't do it in public like don't be crazy but at the same time go where it's safe and able to release Mm -hmm. and that could be your bedroom screaming into a pillow like we also get to release and that's part of the process I know one of my coaches said um she was like telling me to do this pillow, like mm-hmm. hit some pillows. And I told her, I was like, I am so angry. Pillows will not do like, <laughs> I want to take a baseball bat yes. to vehicles and like slash yes. tires. Yes. So I like the pillow thing even makes me mad that you're suggesting it. Cause that's <laughs> not, not enough rage. Like I will that's be That's why mad. I brought my girlfriends to rage yeah. ground for my birthday. <laughs> to where? It's called rage ground in downtown LA. What is and it? You get to take bats and things and break like 
printers and computers and oh, all these old stuff that will get recycled but like all these old <laughs> stuff that you just get to throw <gasps> and hit and release and I was like and I actually had like 25 women show up I was like you guys are amazing oh my <laughs> gosh I need to do this so she suggested to me which was a great idea still haven't done it and I probably still should she was like go to the 99 cent store just buy a bunch of dishes like glass plates uh-huh. and things and go to the desert and just like smash all the glass yeah like, that feels like something I could do but pillows no I need yeah. like I need to break stuff yeah when no. I go to that place yeah you should what's totally it called? Rage. rage ground oh God, and I requested uh, I love that the there's a business of this <laughs> why didn't I think <laughs> of this? have angry women in LA <laughs> <laughs> that place is so uh, like you they have to make a reservation six months out I, and I asked them to play uh, the Beyonce album the yellow oh album. yeah yeah so yeah, good it's great do it you have great. to like book a party I booked a party, yeah. Oh to go. my god! So okay, it's it so meet up much in fun. LA. Brunch with so besties. So you had mentioned that when you were in your last relationship, that there were some like red flags. Mm-hmm. So moving into your new relationship, mm-hmm. this has been Danny and I've had like different things kind of come up in new relationships. I think in theory, I was kind of like, of course I'm going to trust men. Like not all men cheat. Like I had this very, mm-hmm. and then when I got into it, I was like, wow still some insecurities are coming up. Mm -hmm. So have you experienced that a little bit too? And he sounds like, obviously, you know, he, I'm sure he's a great guy and whatever. And you're attracting that, the energy of the kind of person that you've become or uh, as a result of this transformation. But do you still get hits? Oh yeah. So I actually sat down with a girlfriend that I just met, um, a couple weeks ago and she told me about her experience with him. And so that kind of like stirred some things up. And I actually, I talked to him that day after I think it was and I just said and I started crying and I was like oh I don't even know why I'm crying right <laughs> now but, but I was like um just so you know like things I think I'm still gonna get triggered by things and it has nothing to do with you and if you're open to walk this journey with me as I still might be triggered and I still might go through my healing process like and he was absolutely amazing look, look at her face right now <laughs> you guys can't see her but her, like she has this like oh, this, oh, yeah, she it. looks so hot right now <laughs> and you know because it's been something that I've been able to be completely like this is who I am yeah. these are my values this is what I want this is and like he's match 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 I match I love that like, you had the conversation like, and though. everything yeah oh, I think so people just had... be like oh like I'll talk about my girlfriend and then yeah. like no I, I've been downer. so and that's what I'm like encouraging people to do now is yeah. like be 100% you. Yep. Be you and ask for what you really want because yep. you're worthy of it and you deserve it and and speak into it. And as long as you're coming from like a kind, open place, like who isn't going to want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Who isn't want to go? Like you get to be seen fully. Yeah. Which is so scary. It's so like scary. So were there so moments vulnerable. where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to tell him that like, yeah. wow, I might be getting triggered and uh-huh. like there's a chance that he might not be down for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's scary. But the self-trust piece is like, if he does, if he doesn't, it tells me everything I need to know about exactly. him. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that's what it. I've been able to move into. It's like, even when, I mean, this is all kind of transpired, I feel like, so rather quickly. But it was like, even when he was like, you know, oh my God, I could already make you my girlfriend. And I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not yet. I was like, well, you know going back to what are my values now? Like, what am I really like stepping into? And it's family is my number one value and was my hardest thing in my last relationship. And so I was like, that gets to be 100% in alignment. So I'm not making anyone my boyfriend until I know that my family is okay with it. And my family is 
you know, approves in a way. Mm. And I know that like, you know, I had this mental thing before of like, oh, they don't know. And, you know, but the people closest to you who love you, they do know. They They do know. And so that like you get to hear that. Um, And so that was something that was like, no, not until you meet my family. And he was like, great. I love that. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like she's got the gen obstacle course. She does. So Danny J just started dating this new guy, which we haven't really talked about on the episode yet, but Ooh. she was like, oh, and then I made, put him to work and then <laughs> I made him go do stairs with me. And then I made him like, take me to this thing. And I was like, wow, this is the Danny J obstacle course. There's like physical obstacles. <laughs> there's mental obstacles, yep. like yeah. emotional obstacles. And yes. I was like, I hate to tell you this, but the dude's fucking solid. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, through all a that. lot exactly. of moves. Yep. Exactly. So Jen's like, I got the fan. You got meet the family you gotta meet you the gotta, family you gotta, <laughs> I mean you I felt like I, I was saying things that like you should be completely running the other direction I was even like ah, you know even boyfriend sounds really young to me like I'm looking for a partner and he's like yeah me too and I'm mm-hmm. like what like again like that should make you yeah. run yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know happening? what I think what's really cool about that though is as he keeps agreeing to that you're like, I am worthy of this. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody who's there for it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just affirms, because before it's like, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I am worthy of this. And look, there is somebody here. Because I think when the person does run, we start going, maybe I'm asking for too much. Yep. Maybe this is too much. Yep. And, and it's really, it it's in reality, it's not. It's not exactly. too much. There is somebody who can show up to yep. all of it and match you in all of it. And we're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're doing Why was this? I do this fucking sooner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we start to like go, mm, maybe I'm asking for too much. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait. Because I was, I mean, I was struggling with uh, being in a relationship because I was traveling too much. And yeah. I had a guy who gave me this nasty text was like, good luck with someone who can deal with your life. And I, I w- that was like my biggest fear was mm-hmm. I'm not going to find someone. And suddenly I'm with somebody who's, he's like, yeah, I don't want to slow you down. Like, where are you going? I'll go with you. Well, Mm -hmm. let's like travel together. And I'm going, okay, this can work. Mm -hmm. But I kind of was thinking I need to tone stuff down because I was asking for too much. That's how I felt all the time. Like, oh, well then you're going to be with someone who's just like a, a not doing anything with their life and not like, if that's what you want, then that's what you can be. And then I'm like, no, that doesn't have to be what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't have someone who still values family. Totally. And wants to do, pursue passion and yep. life and has purpose and all this other stuff. So yep. it's like, yeah, like same thing. Getting yep. over what like people tell you is not possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially from someone that you did were in a relationship sure. with yep. and valued and loved and cared for. Because yep. you care about their opinions. So yeah. It's normal. Yeah. You know, it's normal to be like, okay, like it, that makes sense. And yeah. like you want to kind of keep the peace and... All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So things are going well with your new guy. Yeah. What do you like the most about him? Um, <laughs> I hope he listens to this. <laughs> if you don't tell him already. She's blushing. Yeah, her face is bright. I love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I you mean. gush on him? <laughs> yeah. That, like seriously, it's been a really inspiring just person to be around right now because again I've been able to be 100% myself and talk into exactly what I want and that's been matched like out of this world I feel like it's this soul type connection that I've never felt before Mm. and like we even because I am traveling a lot and we're not in the same place right now and so we do breath work on the phone together where we do breath sessions. Um, so someone who's like down to do that, like we both came from a Catholic background, but we're both open to like creating something spiritual within each other. And so we're kind of exploring that through breath work right now. 
and there's someone who's just like so open to be like he's just like so himself too like the other day we were sitting he plays the piano and guitar and stuff and sings and we were sat down on the piano together and we're singing songs. I'm so not a singer, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't care. And we just like are able to sing and have fun and work out together and value family and family time and just very a lot of similarities. And we treat people because he's also a physical therapist mm-hmm. and he treats people very much through like the nervous system and compassion and connection rather than body parts and pain and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and more through like an empowerment model, which is also what drew me to him. And he loves to dance. Love oh. it. Like that was like the first draw. It was like, who's this white boy he's dancing right now? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Jen do some salsa dancing and it's, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you gotta watch Jen dance. Do you have videos of you dancing on Instagram? Uh, I think I might have a couple. Yeah. We were in Ohio and I was like, dang, this girl <laughs> can dance. <laughs> I was really jealous. I love dancing. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's freeing. Well, super fun. Well, thank you for sharing all this yeah. with us and our audience. Maybe one more. I'm like, this is so good. I oh, want yeah. to end. <laughs> um, what about like, okay, so someone, what would you just say to someone who is, who is healing or has mm-hmm. healed and mm-hmm. is like, is wanting to get into a new relationship and is scared to be themselves or scared of what, what could happen and getting hurt again? Mm-hmm. What would be like one specific takeaway you could give them? Try not to go into things with expectations because that's that's the number one thing that pulls us back and pulls us down. And that's what like like him and I will even talk about like, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't like I'm trying not to hold on to expectations of what I like want. You know, Um, it's really Mm. just try to bring yourself into the present moment again and again and again and say, is this, you know, and, and like. Be free to be you Mm. because your inner you, your joyful you, your loving you is so like gets to be seen and someone will see that when you really are able to just fully like go into that and someone will appreciate that, the right person and just have fun. I I, like, again, we met at a physical therapy conference and so I was 100% intentional of having fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Conference life. I was speaking the next morning, ended up dancing until like 2 a.m. because I was just having fun and I had never intended him to be a boyfriend or a relationship or anything that he has become now. But it was just me being me. And we just were connecting based on conversation and things that we aligned with. But, you know, just allow yourself to 100% be you, be present in the moment, try to let go of expectations of if they're going to call, what's going to happen and ask for what you want. I remember like even like we had to be rushed away the second night um, that we were together and, and <laughs> he was like walking away. I was like, aren't you going to get my number? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he was like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> so again, ask for what you want. Like, yeah. probably I should have yeah. been like, never mind. Because what's Let the worst that can happen? He's like, no. Or like, and you're yeah. like okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't like this life. We don't know whatever is going to happen. Yeah. So appreciate, take it in, be present in the moment. Try your best to let go of expectations. Forgive yourself when you have them because we're human mm-hmm. and we're going to. Mm-hmm. And be you and someone will match you. I love it. So where can people, you guys need to follow Jen, you need to reach out (laughs) and get in her DMs and tell her how amazing she is. What is the best place for people to connect with you? What's going on in the business right now that people get involved in? So Doc Jen Fit on Instagram. I am releasing more YouTube stuff pretty soon. I'll be doing challenges, probably one for the summer coming up. Awesome. 
And, you know, my, my main thing is just getting people moving. So if you guys are open to get moving, join a challenge, hop in. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for coming down here and thank spending you. this with us and being so open and and generous with all your lessons. And <laughs> yeah. I know that a lot of people are going to be learning a lot from this episode. So you're the best. And we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I all appreciate right, guys. you guys. We'll thank see you, you soon. <laughs>